Welcome to New Hope Underground. Today's episode is entitled, Proper Produce Placement, and a Plethora of Piñatas. And now here are your hosts, Darren Hansen, and filling in for the vacationing Tyler Yoakum is Drew Hansen. It's underground time. It's underground time. That's right, we're back. We are back. How do we keep producing fantastic shows week after week after week? I think if you thought last week was good, then you're gonna you're gonna have your mind blown. I know it just it just. Or if you thought last week was terrible, then good because this one's gonna be better. You're gonna have your mind blown once again. <laughs> Maybe not. Hopefully not because it's your your mind's blown because you think it's so terrible. But oh no no that's not gonna anyway, happen. We have a good time here at Underground. I'm Darren Hansen. I'm your son, Drew Hansen. Whose son? Mine? Yeah, your son. <laughs> not not you as in not the, the audience. listeners. Listeners. Okay. Yeah, I was talking to you. Sorry. <laughs> Audience, I am not your son. Sorry. Hey, well, hey, thanks for joining us. We've got a great show tonight. We've got Culture Comment, like we've been doing the past few weeks. So that's going to be fun. Uh, Deacon is back. Yeah, my good friend so. Deacon. He he helps me process my thoughts. The whole thoughts. Culture Comment. Yeah, so I think it's going to be good to have him back. So it's like you two together have one Culture Comment, yeah, and we, then I just comment on that. Yeah, it's a man, comment man. on a comment on a comment, man. It's, That's who else is doing that? No one. No going, one on the airwaves is doing that. Just you're, us. You're gonna get cultured up. And then we have a brand new feature today called Doctor Reed. Doctor Reed. And we're gonna talk about that and what that means and how that uh, that's gonna play out. So this could be could be fantastic. Could be a good show. So can you believe it's almost June? I I felt like just yesterday it was March. And I, and I'm not so sure how I feel about June. Usually I'm looking forward to the summer, but this whole COVID thing. It's just not going to be a normal summer, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what normal is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, for instance, for me, I, I play on a softball team. I love softball. Sure. And now I can't. I mean, I don't think they're going to be playing. I don't imagine they will. Well, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? Never and, know. I mean, if you've seen, like, the MLBs talking about coming back. Well, then, then they, they're going to bring back softball. Seen, have you seen the list of rules? Like, they can't shower... At the facility, Gross. they can't even leave the hotel if they're like at a visiting team. Like they can't swing the they bat. They can't spit <laughs> tobacco or spit any gum or spit. Period. They have to stay so far away. Like if you're a fielder, you have to stay so far away from a guy that's on the base, unless you're making a play how or do, something. How, I was gonna say, how do you reinforce that? I don't know. I just think that I'm not so sure it's gonna be worth it. If it's if you have to have that many rules, then maybe you it's should not just the same go. Game. Let's just wait. Yeah, I follow soccer, and they were talking about changing up the rules, and everyone's like, no, if you're just going to change the game, then we don't want it. Yeah, if you're going to change it up so to where you can't recognize it as that game, then... Maybe maybe some new games will be made out of this. Like robots. Robots. And like robot baseball and robot basketball and robot football. Played by, you know, where robots play animals. Well, we talked about the robot dogs in Singapore yeah. last week. Yeah, robot dog baseball. I mean, they've got them. Well, can't we make that make it happen? I, I, I now I don't know about you guys, um, but my, one of my favorite shows ever is that BattleBots. I yeah, love yeah. BattleBots. Like the old show, or like yeah, the, the old show. I mean, it's still around actually. Is it really? Yeah, and uh, but they they go into talking about the whole team, and it's so funny to watch these teams of getting so psyched up and try to be so tough, but yet they're just geeks, really, that are put together a, a battle bot, like like a little robot that fights each other. Like yeah, fight, and you put them in a ring, robot. and you got a little crowd there and everything. It's it's, I would give quite a bit of money to be in the crowd. It's someday. like a modern day 
meets medieval game. Yeah, and it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I you got some with like that. battle axes on them, and yeah. some with like spinning how does, sharp stuff. How is baseball that popular then? If this I don't is, know. If this is going on, you know what? My, what might be even better is to take your normal baseball game and just insert a couple battle bots. Yeah, I would see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I doubt you're going to steal a second when there's a freaking circular <laughs> saw. <laughs> <laughs> that's running what I'm on saying. the base. Slide in the second, lose your left leg. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's a good idea. I'll tell you what, I'd be watching baseball. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think robots would, en- would enhance sports, that's for sure. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Especially when you don't have many other choices. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Desperate times. Call for desperate measures. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Winston Churchill or somebody? Darren Hanson. It was probably me. But anyway... I did uh, read a story this week. I thought it was really interesting. There were two guys that were arrested out in Maryland for robbing a grocery store. Now, this happens sometimes. I mean, you read about it. Uh, but what was unique about this particular experience, and they have them caught on camera uh, trying to rob this grocery store, is that they had masks on. Now, you know, thinking of COVID and everything else, I mean, that makes sense to have a mask on. It was the type of mask that they had on that were I found very interesting. They actually had hollowed out two watermelons, and they were wearing the watermelons on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> so they robbed the grocery store uh-huh. uh, with watermelons on their heads. Of they had like they little did. eye holes. Yeah. And um, obviously, you can't see who it is. You don't know who it is. There's two melon. <laughs> so the, now they're you know they they actually tracked him down. They arrested him. I feel like it's, it's got to restrict your mobility a little bit. I would think so. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm just trying to, I guess when I was reading that article, I was just thinking to myself, what, what did you come up with that? I mean, what, what would go through your head? I mean, was this spontaneous? Like, were they just going by the produce section and they thought, huh, hmm. let's rob this place. <laughs> I've got a great mask. <laughs> And watermelon. And so you just cut it so, right there in the store and just hollow it out and put it on well, your head well, and that like, would, that stick would, them up. That would take too long. I feel like you'd have to purchase said watermelons, take them home, and then carve them out to size and carve <laughs> them out to where they're comfortable. Well, maybe they had a knife then on them. They, just, they did it there in the store. It went out back and went to the bathroom or something. I don't know. I I have respect for it, I guess. Not the stealing part, but the... I think what they were going for, honestly, I don't think they care if they got caught. I think they were going for a little bit of fame, all right? And everybody's going to talk about the melon head burglars. Ooh, that's good. And I would, you know, I, I, that makes sense to me. If you're sitting around, you're bored, you got nothing to do, and, you're, and, and you have no morals, then go ahead and rob a store mm-hmm. wearing a watermelon on your head. I mean, at least it brings some attention to, to you, and it was a nationwide story. Man, that, I, I don't know how I missed that. I don't know how you missed it either. And they had pictures of these guys with the melons on their heads uh, with, you know, robbing the store. How old were they? Were they like young kids? You could tell they were younger. I want to say they were kids. Probably. But they, they could have been. 20s. At the very youngest, maybe older teens. But I think they were probably hmm. older than that. But it's it was hard to tell. They had uh, watermelons on their heads. <laughs> hmm. So it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they were the seedless kind. Did they Because get to- I, I think the seeds we really get. You know, even if you did hollow it out pretty good, it's hard yeah. to get the seeds out. Yeah. I wonder if they got to keep the watermelon on for their mugshot, because that would be the, the, the oh sickest mugshot. If you're the officer, yeah. the arresting officer, I would think you'd make that happen. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'd throw them in the cell with the mask still on. Like, mm-hmm. you don't let them take it off. Right. 
keep them handcuffed or something so they can't take it off. <laughs> Just to see what the reaction of the other inmates would be. <laughs> Some of the inmates maybe go, maybe may thinking, "Hey, this this food here stinks." So yeah, it's better. Why not? What, better what they're serving in the cafeteria. Yeah. There's some watermelon. Let's go. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I just thought it was an interesting uh, situation. Now, here's my question, Drew. If you had to rob a store, mm-hmm. you had to, you were forced. Yeah. Okay. Thought about this. And you had to pick some sort of produce yep. that you're going to put on your head. Uh, anything but a watermelon? Can we choose something else? I mean, well, I feel like the size ultimately determines. So I have a huge head. So yeah. maybe you could put several things together, though. Okay. Maybe you have a whole fruit basket face. Yeah, I could do a fruit basket thing. There'd have to be a cantaloupe involved at some point. Two cantaloupes like. on the side of your head. Yeah. You know, maybe two tomatoes in your eye sockets. Yeah, okay. With grapes on them, so it looks like your eyes are sticking out. Uh-huh, I like that. I don't or know, I just cucumbers. think we be more creative. If you're well, gonna... yeah, I'd use cucumbers if that counts, because like, they're good on your skin, you know. you got to exfoliate That's a great it. idea. Exfoliate at the same time. Maybe you could differentiate yourself as the fruit bandit. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Or the or the vegetable bandit, because they already have the fruit. I guess watermelon's a fruit, so they already have that covered. So you'd have to go out on, on vegetable. The, I'm the cucumber burglar. Yeah. You could come up with a whole new set of veggie tales that just wouldn't be good for kids. But <laughs> anyway. I'd watch it. <laughs> oh, who wouldn't, of course? Man, we got a, a lot of good ideas already. Robot baseball with, with circular saws ro- and then... That's what this podcast is about. We call it New Hope Underground because it's behind the scenes of New Hope. But honestly, with all the COVID stuff going on, you're not getting much behind the scenes uh, of New Hope as much as you're getting uh, a glimpse into our creative minds. Yeah, I'd say it's a sneak peek into our very odd mindset. And warped sense of humor, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is up for debate. But <laughs> anyway, here we are at Underground. So, how's your week going? Hey, my week's great, man. I can't complain. I mean, other than the whole corona thing. Everyone's going through it, but... Yeah, you haven't been good. held up recently by anybody in a watermelon mask. No, not yet. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Glad to hear. Yeah. I mean, you work at a coffee shop. Yeah, I work at a coffee shop, and no no burglars yet. Good. That's yeah. really good. That's good to hear. At least no fruit burglars. Yeah. I, I'm glad... I mean, I'm, I'm glad we can kind of laugh at this story because nobody was, was hurt, um... And the, the guys are, are behind bars. Or, um, you know what they should do? They should what? give these guys some sort of community service hours, like trying to restock a buffet. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. You know, can be more, be, have them become more and more familiar with yeah. with how precious our fruits and vegetables really are. And it's they like, should not be abused. Like you're like going to get sick and tired of fruits by the time you're done serving out your sentence. You're never going to think to put a watermelon on top of your head again. Well, they might As think, if that's what they were in trouble exactly. for. <laughs> they, they may think twice now because of the people picketing outside the uh, prison. Uh, down with, uh, with, with, with people who hate fruit and things like that. I mean, they, right. there's a whole movement in this country of people who don't think uh, fruit needs to be treated in such a way and be given that kind of... <laughs> That kind of uh, name. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure there is somewhere. I'm sure there is somewhere. This, this country's crazy enough that there's somebody out there, and maybe by the sound of my voice, I've just started a group just now. Maybe I gave somebody the idea. Someone just like... I planted a watermelon seed of discontent, <laughs> and someone is going to turn it into into a harvest 
of picketing. Someone's hearing this and they're like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> Purpose in my life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we are a, a Christian podcast, but uh, we, we do acknowledge the fact that sometimes God calls us to strange, very strange callings, such as what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If you think the Holy Spirit is telling you to do such, like we're talking about now, um, you're wrong. So, Underground listeners, we have, or should I say Underground Nation, we have a new feature for you today, and it is called Dr. Reed. Now, Dr. Reed is my son, Reed Hansen. Hey, Reed. Hello. And Reed was actually on the show last summer when you and I went to South Dakota. And yeah. We, we did some uh, mm-hmm. podcasting out there. Been so, about a year, I think. Yeah. If you're if you're a real underground nation person, I mean, you you date back all the way to first season. I mean, then yeah, I mean, you would you would recognize Reed's voice. You know what's about to go on. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to come in every once in a while and do a feature called Doctor Reed. Mm-hmm. And what we decided to do was I'm a, I'm a real doctor, by the way. Yes, of course, yeah. of course. A doctor of what? I it, forgot. I forgot what you went to school for and what I paid for. I left my diploma at home. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> but, Reed, anyway, how old are you? I'm uh, t- almost 25. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I mean, you're married. I, I am married to a beautiful wife, Haley. She's she's wonderful. I have too many pets to count. <laughs> and I fill my time with uh, uh, gardening and, and more pets, usually. There you go. I mean, he loves all sorts of things, and he's very knowledgeable, and he's an expert on all sorts of things. Well, thank so you. So what I decided to do was I thought it'd be cool to just throw out some sort of random uh, category, if you will. Mm-hmm. That, so we're, so we're going to call this Dr. Reed, and I'm going to throw out a random category, and then you're going to tell us any sort of story that or anything you want to tell us about concerning that category. Like, for instance, yeah. we're going to talk about things like zoology and botany, chemistry, physics, anything Absolutely. science. We'll talk about sociology as it relates to Bring it on. humans, animals, everybody. Doesn't you know, matter. You're ready for it. Oh, so ready. All right, so uh, let's talk some zoology today. Okay, you so got it. You've got, you got any special, uh, I don't know, special, what do you call it? Animal events. There anything? you go, animal events. Yeah, the conservation world is kind of in an uproar right now on the uh, up in the Pacific Northwest. An, up, an uproar. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. There's a pretty serious project right now. COVID. Um, well, yeah, e- even maybe bigger than COVID. Really? Possibly a bigger story that people aren't paying attention to. Uh, Olympic. Wait, 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 wait. Before you ever start yeah. this, why aren't people paying attention to the conservation world and what they're in an uproar about? I think that people don't like to pay, or people don't typically pay too much attention just due to lack of coverage. You know, I, most people don't uh, search the latest zoological findings and, and conservation stories well hey people it's a good it's a good thing then that we have dr reed here because he's going to let us in on yep. those yep. quiet those quiet conundrums uh-huh. that are going on in our world right now bring okay, in the ahead. light okay yeah uh so so right now um in olympic national park in washington um northwest they have a problem with invasive mountain goats that's getting pretty serious what Yes, there are so many mountain goats that have climbed up in Olympic National Park that they have to airlift and truck out mountain goats by the truckload daily. It is costing <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. Are you, 
<laughs> okay, I'm having a hard time taking this. So you're saying this is a huge yes. problem. In this, con- this is massive. Um, why is this such a big problem? Well, <laughs> I mean, the, there's a few goats. Yeah, well, the, the northern Cascades are where the goats hail from originally. And so now they're making their way more down south and further west up in the mountains where they don't belong and becoming invasive. What's happening, hikers are relieving themselves and urinating. Okay. Um, while okay. hiking. Yeah. Um, Which would seemingly be somewhat natural. Yeah, absolutely. Pick a tree, right? Right, right. Wrong. Goats love it. I don't know what it is, but it's. I think it's the salt, probably the sodium. I'm sure there's someone who can tell you. Now, is that is that true just in Washington, or is that true anywhere? Like, should That's, I, if I'm hiking in the middle of Illinois, should I just not be careful not to urinate because a goat might follow me home? That, now, that would be awesome. Uh if you could get that to work, that'd be pretty cool. I don't see why a farm goat wouldn't, wouldn't you know, be attracted to that. Okay. So maybe if you could get okay. like a local farm goat. Of course, they're probably surrounded. The farm goats are surrounded by it anyway, so they're probably. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty really too interested in mine. No, not too much. What's with the mountain goats? What's okay. the deal there? Oh, the mountain goats—they're just so attracted to sodium. Um, that's a big part of why mountain goats climb. They they climb hills to lick minerals off of rocks. It's a big part of why they're muscular. Really? Absolutely. So this is a natural attractant. But there are lots of good pictures right now of goats being airlifted. I would highly suggest <laughs> going on Google right now and no, finding wait, wait some images. Now, when you say a few goats, you're not. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe no. I said a few. I'm not sure. You, if you... you said a few. I said hundreds. There are <laughs> a few pictures of lots of goats being airlifted out by helicopter, and it's adorable. And kind of scary for the goats. <laughs> With the, now, why has this become such a problem that they have to what, take a helicopter <laughs> and take them and, and lift them out? Well, I don't understand why this. So what if we have a bunch of goats on a hilltop? The goats have not only become uh, invasive and in that they eat a lot of the local vegetation that they shouldn't be, but they've become overly aggressive toward the hikers. And Olympic National Park has had a few instances of people being attacked by these rabid mountain goats. I shouldn't say rabid, just wound up mountain goats who you know are on a mission looking for <laughs> sodium. So, so okay. First of all, if you're hiking, you should be. There's are signs up there like uh, beware of I, the mountain goats. You know, I couldn't tell you. I've never been there personally. I've I've never been to Olympic You've National just seen Park. Pictures of I, these, these. I would imagine there's signs right now. Um, okay. Or I, you probably don't even need the signs. The helicopters are so loud. It's an all day thing. <laughs> so if you, are there people who live around this area? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, or absolutely. Just, this like this a, isn't far from Seattle. No. But it's a national park, yeah. though, right? So people aren't going to live in the national park. No, but there's there's homes in the Cascades, I'm sure. So okay. I'm sure there's, there's, so there's areas being So there's being some affected. neighbors that are like, hey, what's with the helicopters day in and oh, day yeah. out? Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's some people wondering why all these flying goats Who are exactly is okaying this? Or who's paying for these helicopters to take these goats out? <laughs> is it just one goat at a time? I mean, do they do oh. several goats? Oh, it's several goats. Truckloads. I'm talking a full <laughs> bed of goats. But how did they lift a whole bunch of goats? How do you do that? You, you, you got to find skilled people who can catch a goat, and you go catch them, and you and you throw them in the back of the truck, and you well, drive I mean, them. You'd have to be else. highly trained, right? Because if if they're putting up signs, beware of these goats who could kill yeah. hikers. Mm-hmm. Who's going to go in there and go hey, in the middle of a hundred goats, mm-hmm. hundreds of goats, yes. as you say, and try to fish them out? I mean, who's doing that? I would. <laughs> I know Deacon would too. Deacon's raising his hand. No one can see that, but he's in. Okay. And would you have to have special training, do you think, for that? 
You have to have a goat license of some kind, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a license. There's an actual goat license. I have no... No, there's no license, but... Uh, <laughs> But you probably need a driver's license to get there. Okay. Probably, yeah. That's a license you could use. <laughs> you have to have a driver's license to get to the goats. Yeah, yeah. But isn't, aren't they going to block it off? I mean, are they blocking the whole thing? Are hikers allowed up there anymore? Or? I, I'm sure it's just like they, they I, I didn't look into the details as specifically as I should have on where the helicopter is actually landing at. I'm not even too. Maybe they don't even land. Maybe they just kind of hover and somebody down there yeah. hooks them up and. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it seems they like they take them to like a gate, like a corralling area first, and then airlift okay. them out. The thing that has me really thinking about this and so interested in this article is just wondering why all these goats have to go back to where they came from. It'd be really cool if we could ship some in here. I haven't seen a mountain goat we... in my whole life. Yeah, It'd be really exactly. great to see one wild right here in Effingham. Of course, we don't have any mountains. Would that, would that be harmful to a mountain goat? I don't think they need a mountain, per se. I think uh, roofs, They just hang out at them. Yeah, they just climb up stuff. Let me ask this. One last question. Uh, as Because this is a very interesting topic to me as well, mm-hmm. because we do lots of stories about goats, and I'm all about it. Uh, the last story we did was about this uh, town in Wales during COVID that kind of shut down, and the goats came in and took over the town. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. But what, I'm, what I want to ask was this. Is there some sort of an inherent danger to the goats themselves by having kind of a woodstock of goats up there? I mean, having that many goats in one place? Oh, absolutely. As I'm sure you can imagine, being in the midst of a large party of goats is no one's ideal setting. It's really dangerous. Lots of pointy stuff, lots of hooves, not something you want to get mixed in So this is a humane effort. Yeah. By by taking these goats out on helicopters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, they get a ride on a helicopter. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure they enjoy it. Yeah, I'm sure it's an experience of a lifetime for them. Well, uh, Dr. Reed, could you just kind of sum up for us then before we leave uh, what we should get out of this? Uh, what should we learn from the world of conservation yeah, ultimately? I, yeah, I think the big learning experience that we can draw from this situation is just uh, – the importance of having goats in the right place and uh, how easy relocation is. Honestly, I'm amazed that there's people out there willing to fund thousands of dollars to airlift goats and not one of them has ended up in Effingham. So it is amazing. I think that's... Maybe uh, we need to offer. We really need to offer our help. Yeah, absolutely. So during this time of COVID, folks, uh, just trust us when we say that there are other problems out there, Mm -hmm. other problems that demand our attention, such as... Overpopulation of goats, in particular national parks. Yes. So thanks, Reed. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And now, Culture Comment with Drew Hansen. Hello, and welcome to Culture, Culture Comment. Comment. Hey, not bad. That was great. First, that, that was, was a the good first take. Last time it took us like six takes for that. That's right. It's a little behind the scenes for the behind the scenes. We're getting better. But anyways, welcome to Culture Comment, uh, where we talk about culture and I comment on it. Because everyone wants to know what Drew says. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's good. You matched my tone there too. That was good. I was trying. See, when you want to sound cultured, you just kind of have to add 
some different fluctuations as if you're giving a presentation. And maybe an accent. Yeah. Like a British one or Australian. Do you, can you I'll, I'll, call, I'll, call, I'll get a call from Drew at two in the afternoon and he'll just have a different different accent on. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know I have to take it seriously. Yeah, I, I, studied, I studied French in college. So I like to sometimes... have a French accent? Oh, oui, je parle français. You know, you just gotta, you yeah. just gotta say it like classy. I studied English. Do you want to hear my English accent? Yes. So all right. That was mine. That wasn't Deacon, but I'm proud of that. Welcome one. to Effingham, Illinois. Oh, that's an American that's English good. accent. That's very good. American it's English. That's, it's English. Just it's an English. English. You're speaking just English. English. Oh, the language, not not like the UK. Now, come on, you you can do an Australian accent. I've heard it. Go. Oh goodness. Shrimp on the Bobby, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was no, that was English. Dang it! Um, you always get it mixed up, don't you? No, that I was, do. That's all right. No, that was good. That, that was actually my New Zealand I accent. Right? I sounded more like from New Zealand. Thank you. Yeah. No, that was good. See, this is why people tune in for or for the culture. Like these are the kind of people who you need the perspective of. However, we do promise we will not use accents. For no, no more accents. No more accents from here on out. Sorry, guys. That's my <laughs> fault. We want you to understand us. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's better off that I they think, don't. I Maybe we should do total accents <laughs> so they don't understand us. I, I played a. I played video games online for a long time, and somebody told me that I sounded like Forrest Gump one time. So I just stopped. I I stopped having a microphone <laughs> at all at one time. Well, I th- I think you're doing great. So thanks, guys. Keep it up. It's like a box of chocolates. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I can't talk. That, like that now you now you went British too. Know, we always just go British. <laughs> Life just was like a box of chocolates. Chocolate. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> I was kind of Southern Britain. Yeah, that's was all like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. I only whenever I try to demonstrate my British accent, I always fail unless I can, like I can say eh, that's all right. Like I can say that, so I always lean on that. There you go. We'll keep leaning on it. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. That's all I got. (laughs) Anyways. So what is the culture comment for today, Drew? Yeah, let's back in. So so I feel like um, something that I've noticed, um, and I was was reading a bit on, you know, just in culture, there's a lot of people that deal with anxiety and depression and things like that. Uh, One of of the main, not one of the, I don't know if it's the main, but a good reason as to why that's happening is that there's a lot of choice in today's world oh my gosh yeah have you ever noticed that yeah there's like a lot like what what do you mean well something called over choice and in fact there's there was this author i think in the 70s who really studied this um a scientist and um yeah it just talks about how the the larger amount of choices you have the more people just get stressed out because you have to weigh out all the different solutions and outcomes to each other to where people just get overwhelmed really easily to the point where, I mean, they start dealing with anxiety and everything. Um, and that just got me thinking like our culture as a whole has so many, so many like options. A plethora of options, a plethora of choices. That's a good word. Plethora. Would you say we have a plethora of piñatas? That's a... Uh, <laughs> So three amigos. Three amigos. It's classic. Classic. But we uh, do. We do have a plethora Steve of choices Martin. today. Yeah. Yeah. There's just in ev- in every kind of genre. I think maybe just due to the age of the internet and technology, like no matter where you go, you get your choice of whatever. Um, I remember when cable came out. Like people were um, like, not me. I don't remember when cable came out, but like when satellite was really big. Like we had so many channels. You had to oh, you yeah. had to choose this package, and you you're forced to have like twelve hundred channels. It was a sales 
point. Like yeah. that's what people would always put on stuff. Like, it's oh, we got we've got over three hundred channels. Yeah, it's worse today when it comes to choices of channels. Yeah, I mean, even even these shows that are giving their shows to Netflix and mm-hmm. Hulu and stuff, they're mm-hmm. coming out with their own streaming. Like NBC has its own yeah, streaming now. Exactly, Peacock, I think it's called. And then you got I CBS. Heard and, of that? So you, yeah, it's coming out. So you've got like a. Disney Plus. All these streaming services yeah. that you can pay for individually mm-hmm. for those particular types of shows. You end up paying just as much for Satellite who had, like, as you did for you Satellite. Added up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just think there's so many options. It's crazy. And, it, that, like, I I thought about, um, like, when you're, when you're, for me, this is personal to me, but I get stressed out trying to pick out peanut butter. I think I, I talked about. Oh, that, that was last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about this little bit. especially with those arrows like down the aisles. I think that's what the story was. Well, yeah. well, I was before. I've also mentioned it because I'm. I'm like I love peanut butter. I don't know why, but uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. But it's got to be the right peanut butter. And at Walmart, there's so many. Oh my gosh, so many options for you peanut have to, butter. You have to scan like four, five, six, seven, eight shelves before mm-hmm. you find anything. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyways, if that's one example. You, you, get, I got stressed trying to buy peanut butter. So, they, wasn't so like didn't did, they? They did that with ketchup for a while too, didn't they? Do you guys yeah. remember that? Whenever they did like purple or green ketchup, oh, yeah. Heinz oh, was yeah, trying to yeah, do that, yeah. like to spice it up so that you'll you'll buy it. It's a, I think it's the same thing with peanut butter. Now you go down the peanut butter aisle and they're like, we've got regular peanut butter, yeah, we've got chunky. They've got stuff with butter. jelly in it too already for those lazy people that don't want to. Yeah, but I mean that's that's fine. But like it's I'm just saying in order to make the point like if i'm stressing over peanut butter imagine the kind of issues you have when you have to deal with like real life stuff like for another example i was uh you know the graduation just has happened for a lot of our 2020 seniors or whatever so they're getting ready to go to school and i feel like back in the day i'm not so sure but i I feel like back in the day school was pretty simple you had your had your clear-cut majors your options out there and it was stressful, but you you could get through it. You could kind of whittle, um, whittle it down. Whittle it down. Yeah, thank you. That's the phrase. Whittle it down to what you want to do. Right. And and now it's like there's. Have you seen some of these? Oh my goodness. And stuff? There's so many options. It's crazy. Like it's un- underwater basket weaving. Is underwater that a thing basket. Now? No, <laughs> it could be. I I literally tell students. I'm like, you can you can go. It, it just find something that you're interested in. I love sharing facts of the day with my kids, and sometimes I'll just be like somebody had to figure out this fact that's somebody's job to actually yeah, figure out that they, fact you can go to school to do anything there are actually <laughs> uh there there are like scientists there are scientists that literally measure the acceleration speed of penguin poop that's like what their job is what yeah because there is an acceleration speed yeah oh, because penguins penguin are poop yeah doctor? penguins have very explosive uh body reactions and one of the things is they have very 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 violent poops i, I guess got you. so there, there are yeah there are doctors that actually like measure that but anyways like, getting back that's just like what you said somebody had to go to college and yeah. find a major that yeah i mean there's a major in that <laughs> i don't think that there is a penguin you never uh, know you don't know somewhere. though you don't know that's she, probably university well, there, there's Antarctica. common there, now some common degrees like these are very common degrees uh like art history entrepreneurship ethics you can major in ethics I'm not sure what that means, but you can write and wrong. Like, you can major in, in, in right and write and interpersonal wrong. education. Like that's a, that's a degree. Uh, Women's studies, things like that. That just like, you know, you hear a lot of people say, "Oh, just just get, um, you know, don't don't spend your time with these degrees." But they've made it even like harder for students. That I was reading that there's 
um, a, a major for adventure education. Oh my goodness! You know, adventure education. Wow, is that for people that like want to go on trips? I assume, and that they set it up. It's almost like an event planner a little bit. That'd be kind of like I said. Oh, that's an awesome know. job. Gosh. Bagpiping is a major. Good night. Yeah, uh, the Beatles. That's, that's a it. major. That's it. The Beatles. How would you have a whole just, class load for that? I, I just know. that'd be so difficult. Like a history degree. Of some I don't sort? know. I don't know, but. Or a music degree, which but one is it? If it? Imagine if you're 17 Arts or 18 and you're like obsessed with the Beatles and you're like, oh, that's a major. I'm going to do that. Yeah. How about Mountain Goat? Mountain especially? Goat. Oh my gosh. The favorite, my favorite one that I saw was there's a degree in citrus. No way. Oh my. That's really cool. That uh, That's probably a really, really interesting degree though, just because of how, how many items People don't realize that have actually like citrus in them. Okay, I, okay, I, okay. I'm the dad here, so I'll make this. I'll sound like a dad. Yeah. What in the world do you do with that degree? See, that's what the, kind yeah, of that's money? No, I agree. Like, yeah. You're gonna spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars in uh, what do you call it? Student, student loans. Student loans. Yeah, your Beatles, generation doesn't know that. The Beatles. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do with that? Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's that's the old. That's the obvious question to ask, but. Um, I I don't know if apparently people are doing it though if they're offering. I I, I'm going I'm going to school right now uh, with a lady that is working on like her seventh degree. She just she literally you know you do the introduction her thing. seventh degree in yeah. citrus. No, well I'm I'm a seventh degree citrus. Get <laughs> up. Get a minor in limes, but no, there are people out there that just in limes. they love taking classes and they'll, they'll get a degree in just about anything just to say that they have a degree. It, it is overwhelming now. I mean, you got choices and but everything. I mean, if you, if you oh, put yeah. yourself in the in the shoes of an eighteen year old kid, that's so overwhelming. And I know yeah. there's got to be, I mean, even for yeah, us, what do you there's got to be other things. So, like, have what things have you noticed? Like, are just too many options of? Like, there's so many, but I guess one thing that kind of gets on me talking about stress and anxiety. Um, I've been missing restaurants a lot recently, yeah. obviously. Uh, but one of the things whenever, you know, the restaurants were open, the fact that they'd hand you a menu at like a new restaurant I've never been to. Yeah. And it's 10 pages. <laughs> and there's literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of options on, on the menu. And I, I like to go to a restaurant and relax. Like we talked about it last week. I love cooking. I mm -hmm. love eating, all that stuff. I, I like to enjoy you're going foodie. out. Yeah, you're, I'm a food. I, I would say that. Yeah, yeah I'm a food. I'm a Amateur foodie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I did an accent again. Yeah, but uh, enough of that. They, the, you know, the server will come around and say, you know, have you had time to look through your menu? I'm on the second page of page 10. It's very difficult You're to like, get through that I'm still that reading thing. the about, about us section on the restaurant. Menu yeah. And got to the, the entrees. Yeah. And I think my wife too, like, because we like to kind of, I, I guess you could, we like to tag team dinner to where like we both get something that we both enjoy yeah, and that we yeah, can both sample. Funny. But I, and another thing that kind of freaks me out about it too is you go somewhere that has like hundreds of things on the menu and I mean, not, not to, not to like really harass people that have large menus, but do they do anything like really well? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> You're talking like Gordon Ramsay. I, I, it's Gordon Ramsay would no, say, no, it's true. Your I'm menu obsessed. is way too big. Like, yeah. Too many stuff. Specialize in something and do it great. I'm obsessed yeah. with the, with Gordon Ramsay's shows. Like some of them are so funny. They're I, so I love it. I've been watching a lot of it. And, uh, I think just random weird fact, uh, today I, I noticed on Gordon Ramsay's show that they were using like, uh, booze blocks. It's just so cool. Yeah. Like seeing something like yeah. a company from Effingham, like out there on the food network constantly. Oh yeah, that's cool. But, uh, I so, think so. So you would rather have less choice yes, on menus. Yes, and here's the thing. I think, I think you need to be wary of a restaurant that has one menu item. 
be wary of that place because they probably rock that venue item. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, Moonshine. Yeah, Moonshine yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. Have you guys been to Moonshine? Well, then, yeah, the little place where you get burgers. Oh, the burger place. Been. Here's the deal. Okay, so Moonshine is a population of probably like two, three or four people. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. It, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's it's kind of it's in the By Crawford Hazel County. Dale, yeah, it's it's yeah. over like kind of towards Indiana. Um, I know that uh, we would always go camping with the Arnies. Uh, at a place called Hickory Holler Campground, and we'd always take like a day trip out there. You always see like a lot of bikers and stuff. Well, their thing that they do is cheeseburgers. Now and they're I'm, only open for like certain times. If you get there four hours. late, they're, they're, sorry, you don't get anything. Yeah, you don't get anything. And there are people lined up, and it's just very traditional. You go in there with like maybe three or four items on the menu, and I love that. Now, is this hamburger absolutely the best hamburger in the world? I don't know. I haven't had. I haven't I tried had it. All of it's them. not the best. I've tried it necessarily, but it's good. It's but the really thing good. is, is that they do a hamburger well, and well. I like that. And yeah. that's that's kind. Of, I think you yeah. simplify the choices. And you yeah, it's like when you see someone that has like s- some sort of like uh, classic Chinese dishes, as well as like some random seafood dishes, and then some steak, and then a cheeseburger and a pizza. You're like, okay, what are you doing here? I think weirdly enough, like. A lot of choice. It's a lot of choice. A lot of choice stresses people and, out. And they don't people know. People are driving for miles to this little place. They really are. It's and, always and they don't packed. have much of a choice. And they're well, it's clear they know they're going out there for a cheeseburger. If you sit down at a restaurant you've never been, right, you get right. eleven pages. You're like, I don't know. Right, what, right, what's right. what do you recommend? Right, right. I'm not saying this like in a negative way, but I think COVID has helped with this problem a little bit. Not helped. I shouldn't say that because COVID's not good at all. But because the, fact, the situation we're in has kind of changed. It, it has yeah. because people are doing like a lot of. Uh, takeout menus at places that normally don't have takeout menus and I've seen them like try to simplify their menu and I, I think that's kind of that's kind of interesting to figure out like what what do what do we do well as a restaurant what do we want to put out there to I think people to buy are overwhelming every time I go through the cereal aisle it just confuses me <laughs> but I think the thing is like uh, the thing that bothers me the most I'm going to say is Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid I used to grow up it was like two channels you got Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour Get oh, the Pink man. Panther. Mm-hmm. Got a couple other ones. You, and you then, had us grow up on that stuff. So yeah, I but here's the yeah. here's the thing. It's not just the quality of the cartoon, right? It's the fact that since there were less choices and only a couple of channels and only a couple of cartoons, all your friends knew about it. Oh, I didn't even think about so that. So you talk about it. I didn't even think it about that. It became a part of your society, you know. Whereas now, I was I was at some kids' house, or talking to some kids, and they were and a little girl was watching cartoons, and I said, "Hey, what is that?" There's a bunch of people with oversized heads skating and stuff. I didn't know what it was. And, and she's like, well, that's an advertisement. <laughs> and then she told here's the real cartoon. And the real cartoon came. I had no idea what it was. Never heard of it. There are yeah. so many. And I'm not saying that I need to hear of it. But what I'm saying is there's so many out there. I think most people are like this. Everything's niche. Yeah. So it's niche to the point of where you can't really even talk about it. Like, like there's so many channels and shows. Like my favorite show, IT Crowd. I have a I I'm just elated when I find somebody who has actually seen it where right. I can actually talk to them about the right. show. Right. And I think that's what's been amazing in a culture comment way for me is that cartoons if I could limit the cartoons, limit them limit them down, let me pick my top 3 or 4 and only people can watch those. Period. Let's hear it. Okay, well, we need to do that. We did that last week with well, restaurants. Don't run around or any sort of merry melodies that kind of stuff. Uh Number two would be, uh, you know, even though this was a little later for me, and my kids watched it with SpongeBob. I mean, it's hard to, you know. That's a great show. I mean, that that was 99, 98. So so I will tell you, some parents hate it. I've literally had students say that my my mom and dad don't let me watch SpongeBob. I'm like, you're 17. (laughs) 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 They're lighting up a little bit. And the and the Pink Panther was a classic oh, yeah. one for me, but but here's the thing: Pink Panther's good. I just the thing that was cool about it was you would talk about it. I mean, I don't know. It seems like 
unless you're you've got to find a niche i think that's why the internet is so big with relationships and communication because you have to find that special group of people around the nation who like the things you do. It's the fandoms. Like everything's made up of fandoms. the people living next to you don't. It's tribal. Right. Very tribal. Like even you said Saturday morning cartoons, I think that's a foreign thing to kids now because it's it's all on demand. It's it's all on demand. That's right. There's no such thing really. You don't think about like cartoons and community but i mean that's that's such a good point that you know you have less options out there so you'd come to school the next day and be like well i think it's it's off of an episode of boy meets world they always go like well how late did you stay up well i got up i was up till eight o'clock i got to see you know so and so on tv and it's like well i got i stayed up till like 9 30 and you did have like that little sense of like community coming back the next uh, monday from school and culturally it was just cool to get up on a saturday morning with the pajamas that have the yeah. feet in them yep. and then have a bowl of cereal, watch the same. And you know, your buddies are watching it too. That's yeah. the coolest part. You at know, your friends time. at the same time. Yeah. No joke. I was at uh, IU, Indiana in Bloomington, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they have a little uh, restaurant down there in campus town that is called the cereal bar. And they have, you just go in and they have shows. I've they seen show that. Saturday I've seen cartoons. that. Road trip. Road trip. We're going. They show cartoons and you come in there in your pajamas if you want. And pick out cereal and sit down and eat. That sounds like a really That's actually fun COVID, time. Of that sounds like a really fun time. <laughs> the town's got a bunch of hipsters. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah, it makes sense. But the, what's fascinating to me is that all the kids that are there in college have no recollection of Saturday morning cartoon time anyway. Nope. So it's, it's nostalgic. It's almost, like it's almost like they're reverting back to something that's so for a little bit more community. I think that's what's missing with all these choices. Mm-hmm. What do people treated religion like that? Like you just pick whatever you want. You know, like, oh, I think that happens a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of choices. We, yeah, uh, we, he- we hear what we want to hear from our, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this, but I'm, it's exactly what Drew said with, you know, like picking your TV channel package. It's like, I'm only going to do these things a part of right. this religion. I'm not going to do these things. And so, so I'm only going to pick the things I really like. So, for instance, I put together my own theology. Like, I, I like the one God thing. But I don't necessarily like the uh, the church thing or the, the, this part of the church thing or this part of the God thing. I mean, you can pick your own theology. Like, pick this. I think it's part. always good to to question things and like to to understand why you understand it, you know, or why you practice something. But I think uh, because we're a culture of choice, you can pretty much live a life how you want, made up of choices that you make for yourself. Yeah. All of the time. And still feel and good about it. It's rare when you have to make a choice for other people anymore. So I think, or for another another person. So um, I think when it comes to religion, I think just the tempting thing to do is just to throw out crucial parts. Like you can't be a Christian if you don't believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Like that's just basic. Even if you, even if you aren't a Christian, that's regardless what you think that is a huge tenet in christianity but i think oftentimes people my age especially um have grown up with all of these choices that they're like well i love the cultural side of christianity i love going to church yeah i like the friends i like the community uh, or or i like i like thinking that there's a god but um i'm, I'm not so sure about that part so i'm just not going to accept it or, see i love what augustine wrote years ago a uh, uh, pretty cool dead guy he said in essentials, we must have unity and opinions, liberty, and all things love. Yeah. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I get to figure out what that is. Now, I tell you what. Well, I think what I get out of this culture comment is that we need to get down to one peanut butter. I mean, come on. One cereal, uh, one restaurant menu, 
and one cartoon, and we'd be and, good. And, to, my life would be a lot happier. And don't ma- don't major in Klingon. we've come to the end of another episode but you know it has to happen yeah it's inevitable but uh next week we'll be back we'll be back we'll be back one in one week i know people just can't get enough of us you'd rather we talk every day we just don't have the time for that but you know we have a great time when we are here we only have so many goat stories that's right and we're running out of goat stories (laughs) so anyway hey we do have some things for new hope and so if you're part of our family here at new hope there's a couple of things to be thinking about one thing to be thinking about is that this Sunday, our church at home, which is airs at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings, uh, we, we can get on for worship and speaking and stuff. It's going to be a special week. We're actually interrupting our series that we're doing for a panel discussion uh, with four past four of the pastors, including myself, here at the church, talking about uh, just the reopening. And a lot of people have a lot of questions about the reopening and how things are going with COVID and us as a church, as a pretty big church, you know, uh, for this area, trying to figure out how do you reopen a church of over, you know, uh, with the 1,500 people on your rolls and that kind of thing. So it's pretty interesting. And so we've had a long, prayerful discussion. And so we're going to be doing that, talking about that on Sunday. So make sure you tune in to that. Now, you you don't have to watch right at 9 a.m., I mean, that's when it airs. You can watch anytime after that. But make sure you do see that, okay? Make sure you tune in. And you can you can do that by going to our website, newhopechurch.cc, and click on Church at Home there. Or you can, uh, I think you can find it uh, just by going to Church at Home. Yeah, I think this one is an important one. If you haven't watched the last couple or you got behind, that's okay. Just watch this one and... Uh, just, I think it's an important one for people to be a part of. You know? Yeah, if you're interested at all in what, what we're going to be doing as a church, then uh, please uh, tune in. And I hope you keep tuning in. I'm going to be preaching the next week on John chapter uh, 4, so it's going to be great. So, I, I, I mean, I am really enjoyed John chapter 4. So, anyway, that's what's coming up. Hey, a couple things. Uh, also, Zoom Bible studies, if you want to get involved in one of those, you can click on that on the website. Uh, we have four-week studies you can get involved in on Zoom, and we'd love to have you. Right now, I've got a couple studies going through the book of Philippians, so if you're interested, please jump on. All you got to do is contact us by clicking there on the website. Now, one thing I want to kind of end us with, Drew, is, I don't know about you, but this whole COVID thing has woke me up to how boring of a person I really am. And not only that, but sometimes with all the... Uh, overwhelming of choices like we talked about with sure. channels and everything else i get a little bored because i feel like uh i'm just kind of i get overwhelmed so i just don't watch anything <laughs> right 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 right. so I, I get a little bored so i got some ideas top three things you can do if you're bored and i thought we might end our podcast like this sure. for the next few weeks you ready okay i'm gonna have top three and then maybe you guys can come up with the top three for next okay. next week here's my top three number three drum roll please it is I do some karaoke with VeggieTale tunes. Karaoke with VeggieTale tunes. Yeah, in case you're bored. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or something. Cheeseburger. <laughs> exactly. I'm ready. There's some, there's some great songs there. My hair, hairbrush song. Where you is know, my hairbrush? Where yeah, is my hairbrush? Yeah, great one. Number two, uh, TP your own yard in the middle of the night and then tell your kids that they have to clean it up because you knew it was their friends that did it. <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great idea if you're bored. 
Uh, and then you, then you can laugh at it later when they're older. Uh, number one, FaceTime a friend using a puppet, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, that you is FaceTime good. them, they expect to see your face, but nope, it's a, it's a puppet. See, this is way better than like just looking on the Netflix menu for two hours. Exactly. Like that, you know, you're not clicking on anything. Quit like, browsing. Come up with something unique to do and do it. So there's your top three. I bet you that's that probably the most. Board. I bet you the Netflix menu is the most watched movie of the of, co- of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's like surfing the channels. It's yeah. the modern day surfing of the channels yeah. is what it is. Plus, you can watch little clips of it now because they go into live videos when you exactly when you switch yeah by the Netflix. But anyway, so there's the top three things you can do if you're bored, and uh, I'll repeat them because I know you want to hear them again. Number three was karaoke VeggieTale tunes. Number two is TP your own yard in the middle of the night and then tell your kids that they have to clean it up because you, quote unquote, knew it was their friends. Number one, FaceTime a friend using a puppet. So, you know, good ideas, and that's gold, really. I'm going to get off here and go do all of them. I don't know why I'm giving this out as free advice because I, sh- I could get, be getting paid for this. Yeah, charge that. I'm not. But anyway. Hey, thanks for uh, listening, Underground Nation, and come back next week. We're out! Out!